Welcome to Allendale Market Talks, Greg McBride and Mike Lung. And we are in the midst of what looks to be a historic bull run in the in the markets, specifically beans, but you can you can throw corn in there, you can throw cotton, you can throw wheat. I mean wheat had a nice reversal uh late last week or middle of last week. So What's what's going on? What's really driving these prices? And don't say inflation. It is a much like you do to a balloon. <laughs> you blow it up, and you're seeing money flow. <laughs> but it's at this point, you got a combination of a lot of things. You got the South America issue, and they are seeing right now pod fill, and they did take rain out of the forecast. Mm-hmm. And you have had a drier season for Argentina, southern Brazil, things along those lines. Yep. And I haven't been able to find a good good measurement of it. But with how dry they were last year, you still have to think about what's going on with their subsoil, whether or not they were able to have enough in order to really carry them through a good amount of the season. And you definitely have some premium added to that. Now, should we have this much premium just for that one issue? No, probably not which is why you're also seeing this story and you can keep the story in here of manage money of just really money flows into the market mm-hmm. on that inflationary play. So you culminate all these different things together and then you also have needing to buy feed needs and things along those lines, locking that in. And just at this point, more reason to be hedging from the long side than there is to be hedging from the short side. Unlike what we saw from 2018 to 2020, which is, do I really need to, f- really hedge my feed needs because they're just ridiculously cheap. There's no huge reason to go ballistic over it. But up here, there's a lot better reason to be hedging your feed needs because it's expensive. Yeah. Well, when we we talk about, um, you know, from a technical perspective, you, you see markets that are one directional. And we talk about the need for a correction, a retracement, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, in either direction. Um, at this point, is, is, what would it take, or or how much of a move could we withstand in, say, the soybeans, and still hold a, a bullish outlook on this uh, on this market from a technical uh, standpoint? From a technical standpoint, it's going to remain bullish as long as you have these uptrends in place. You can. And this is where you'll see different of answers because you, if you're looking at, say, candlestick studies, those are going to give you measurements based on different patterns. And obviously those at some point will run out. But then if you're looking at it at more of a quant standpoint and more of you're looking at your moving averages, your MACDs, your whatever signals, indicators you want to use, they'll remain bullish as long as price is going up because everything – every indicator besides volume and open interest is based off of price action. Mm -hmm. So as long as the price action is moving higher, those indicators, they'll probably get into overbought territory and stay there. But as long as they are trending higher, they will continue to trend higher. You saw it back in 2016, not to the same extent, but to the same frustration of when is this thing going to stop? And, as of right now, it's still saying, hey, we got a nice bullish trend in place. You did see the March contract fill up its gap. With the, some of the other back-month uh, contracts have left them open. Um, but 
as of right now, until you start breaking some moving averages or trend lines or things along those lines, it still looks bullish from a technical standpoint. Is that a problem that the uh, that say the March uh, or the May beans and the July beans did not fill their gap where the um, the March beans did, or even corn uh, has not gone back to fill its gap. Uh, bean meal has not filled its gap. Is, is that a problem that some of those deferred contracts uh, did not, even though the front month did? It will just be a target for later on. So okay. whether or not we go back and fill it tomorrow or whether or not we go back and fill it in a month, I think it is interesting that the front month did, but the back months did not. So maybe we are waiting for this March to go off the board before we take some this May and July contract and come back and fill those gaps up. Right. Um, but as of right now, it's just going to be a target for later on. Now, we go, we're going into this February was the report. We just released our newest snapshot uh, for that uh, report. Uh, Stephen and uh, Rich came on and and talked about that. And we're going into this uh, report. Generally, you know, from what I've heard around the office, February reports are kind of snoozers. Uh, it doesn't seem to be the case on this one. We're talking about a pretty substantial drop in Brazilian uh, beans. Maybe what. Uh, uh, five to six million tons uh, dropped off and again. You've got uh, roughly a, a million and a half to two million to be dropped off of uh, Brazil corn, Argentina corn, Argentina beans. So, you know, it's, it's a crop getting smaller. Um, I mean, is this going to be like last year where, you know, they were chopping that, uh, that, that uh, uh, production down and then all of a sudden, you know, things turn, and next thing you know, we've got a, a record crop on our hands. At this point, it does seem like you have a race to the bottom with these new projections coming out, what their crop's going to be. But when it comes down to it, these next couple of weeks are really going to be the key determinant for pod yeah. fill. So we may see a slash, uh, but it, as much as this market has seemingly cared about these USDA reports, it might just be a road bump at this point. We're just waiting to get it out of the way so we can resume what we were already doing or to start taking profits or something along those lines. So it may just be a pivot point kind of day. Yeah. Well, after a couple of uh, couple of reports where we've increased uh, uh, ending stocks on corn and beans here in the U.S., um, we're looking at a cut. Uh, what are we? We're looking at uh, uh, thirty to forty million bushels dropped on uh, on both corn and beans at this point. Um, is that uh, directly correlated to a perceived or potential demand shift from uh, South America? Or is that, uh, uh, is that a case that the demand previously or the demand currently has been good enough to warrant a, an adjustment? Or is it, a, is it something else? Is it, is it crush on the bean side or is it uh, ethanol on the corn side? I think it could be a good combination of all. I mean, you've seen Bean Crush absolutely phenomenal for profit margins, and you've seen them beating uh, pace. So it could be from Bean Crush. It could be from ethanol. It can also be from exports because we have seen some exports come to light. You did see a cancellation of corn, so we have to keep that in mind. But we've still kept a good pace going forward. Now, are we going to see a major cut right now? I don't know about major, but these minor cuts, they might be in the mix. Mm -hmm. But again, even with these cuts that we're seeing, fundamentally, 
they're still saying we're extremely overvalued. They're not saying that, okay, these prices are now justified. They're saying eh, we're kind of still going in that direction, but we're not anywhere close to where we are fairly priced based on what our balance sheet is saying over here. So, I mean, what's the likelihood, you know, we get a, we get a report out uh, uh, this week. It's, it's, it's bullish. And the market decides to take 20 or 30 cents off a of corn and decides to take, um, you know, 60 to 80 cents out of, uh, out of beans before the end of the month. And then, um, I mean, is that, do you think that we could put in a short-term top or maybe we saw a short-term top uh, uh, to start this week that could uh, could carry through? You know, maybe it's a buy the rumor, sell the fact uh, type mentality on this report. Is that is that something that uh, that we could uh, we could deal with here? Even though the report's bullish, we just plain plain and simple just don't have enough uh, enough people willing to buy it to uh, uh, to take it up any higher. I would right now. Yeah, I, I would more so be leaning towards like we talked about earlier, seeing this as a road bump and seeing that more profit taking mentality come towards the end of the month uh. because of the rains and seeing how everything's developed and getting us even if it is a production cut and a large production cut for South America, seeing still that more of sell the fact mentality and then focus on what's next which will be the planted acres report yeah at the end of march and yeah. as of right now if we keep prices elevated up here with where insurance pricing is being averaged in that you're going to see everything planted as much as absolutely possible you're going to see roofs ripped off and you're <laughs> going to see you're going to see green roofs with corn and beans growing up top yeah. of them so i mean at these prices for corn um you know uh, 580 ish uh on december on december corn uh 1410 on november beans um you start to talk about is there a shift in acres we know that the input uh, cost has been a major conversation uh, for the last few months um but i mean these prices are so crazy right now it's hard to it's hard to to gauge who has the advantage you know i mean you're you're talking about it's a two point what is it a 2.2 uh ratio uh beans to corn uh it's in about 2.4 2.4 um so i mean you're 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 a little bit off i mean if anybody actually pays attention to that i know a lot of a lot of Midwest producers, uh, it's it's going to be stick as close to possible with your your rotation. But there are acres around the the around the outside of the Midwest, whether it's the uh, Northern Plains or the even the Southern the Great Plains, and um, going into Texas and the Delta and the Southeast that could be up for grabs. Cotton is at you know a hundred and or is at a dollar four dollar five right now. So, uh, you know, new crop cotton is vying for acres at this point, too. Obviously, you're not going to break out and, and have 90 million cotton acres, but you could get yourself up to 12, 13, 14 million cotton acres. That would uh, take away from the bean uh, situation or the corn situation. Uh, that also is a crop that has high inputs. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of question marks still out there, and, you know, 
as we go into the end of February, we start uh, March, we do our annual acreage survey, and that will be something to uh, to kind of get a gauge on is, you know, obviously we're going to want the Midwest uh, ideas, but we're going to have to really kind of scour the, uh, the fringe uh, states to get a better idea of what they're doing because that could really uh, throw things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be just... It's going to be a very interesting couple months here because once we get to that May time frame, it's really going to be, is it dry or is it not? And we'll be also focused on what's going on with interest rates at that point. Mm -hmm. So it should be very interesting to see how these acres come about and what happens to input costs, what's going on with this Ukraine and everything. But uh, snapshot stuff like it would be a good area to get more in-depth details for this upcoming report today. So. If you guys haven't signed up for that yet, please give us a call at 800-262-7538. But something we also want to do is start to talk to more of our listeners and see what else we can be doing on this podcast in order to help you guys out. So if you guys get a second, shoot me a call. My direct line is 815-578-6177. I'll even throw you a T-shirt or a, a koozie, something along those lines if you do call in. So, again, 815 815- five seven eight six one seven seven give me a call uh please help us help you but today for allendale market talk this is mike lung and greg mcbride signing off you guys have a great one